And now we get to the point of our worship service where we are going to hear from the Lord Himself. Not me. Please do not hear Mike Snyder today. But please hear from the Word of the Lord, from the Spirit. And then in a moment, we'll have a time of response, giving you the opportunity to respond to God's Word. And I pray you'll do that. Today we'll look at being faithful in worship in valley moments. We all have them. Most people say you're either headed into a storm, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're heading out of one. And I believe that to be true for most people. Some storms are harder than others. Some storms look like they're going to be rough, but they, they don't end up being that bad. Some storms look like they're going to be uh, not that bad at all, but they end up being a real harsh uh, storm that we go through. But I believe in Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, we learn how do we worship God in the midst of a storm. How do we worship, honor God? How do we stand in here? How do we drive in our car? How do we at home and at work? How do we honor the Lord? How do we love God through worship when it seems like our world around us is in chaos? And Isaiah teaches us how to do that. And so I want you to know. That no matter what's going on in your life, you can worship the Lord. Amen? You can worship God. It's easy to do that when things are going well. When your finances are great. Your family's doing great. Your job's great. Your car's running just like it's supposed to. No problems are on the horizon. Everything's going great. But oftentimes, the devil can use all of that greatness as a disguise to get your mind and heart off of worshiping the Lord and on yourself to say, Look at what I've done. I don't need God. But it's in those times we find ourselves we're deep in a valley and, and we look up to the hills and it looks like enemies all around us and life is all around us. We don't know where to turn to, where to go. We're confused, depressed, stressed out. Anxiety's coming over us. We're looking. We, we look down and we don't know what to do. But Isaiah teaches us how to worship the Lord in those moments. If you have your copy of God's Word opened it or opened the app to uh, Isaiah chapter 6. I would invite you to stand as we now make it to the highlight of our worship service. The reading of God's word. It is the highlight of our time. Praying is great. Music is great. Singing is great. Fellowship is great. But the highlight of our worship service is all to be the scriptures. Amen. And the reading of them. Let's read Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim were standing above him. They each had six wings with two. They covered their faces with two. They covered their feet with two. They flew in one call to the other. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies. His glory fills the whole earth. The foundations of the doorways shook at the sound of their voices, and the temple was filled with their smoke. Let's pray. Father, as the word of God is read publicly, I pray, Lord, that they will jump off the pages into our heart and transform our mind. God, may we be submitted to you right now. We commit this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You can be seated. <coughs> After they had a great, amazing worship service, it says the foundations of the doorway shook at the sound of their voices. I really think our doorways are shaking. 
And I think as we gather together, I pray that the doorways of these buildings shake at the sound of the voices of the people of God, shouting out the praises of God through the Spirit of God because of the blood of the Son of God. And I pray that the doors of this building and the doorways of your temple heart shake because of your worship to Him. In Isaiah chapter 6, it's informing, he begins informing the readers that King Uzziah had died. King Uzziah was a good king for the most part. He led the nation of Judah for 52 years. you got to be somewhat good if you're going to do it that long. Or else, you know, in that time, well, they'll just rise up and kill you, for, you know, just because they want to. And for a long period of time, they experienced great prosperity. But towards the end of his guiding and leading the nation of Judah, he began to take his eyes off the Lord and began to rebel against God's word. And God brought calamity over his life. It's the same old problem. The issues you face in your life and the issues I face in my life is because of sin. The sin of disobedience of the Lord. And that's what happened in Uzziah's life. Isaiah observed that though the nation of Judah had prospered materially, it was in terrible condition spiritually. They had enjoyed a time of great prosperity materially, but they, Isaiah's looking around and he's noticing, though we have prospered materially, spiritually speaking, our condition is dying. We are in a terrible condition spiritually. It reminds me of the times today. The United States of America is the richest nation of all the world. And though we have prospered materially, we are in a terrible condition spiritually. And what this dark world, what this bad world needs are churches that are being faithful in worshiping the Lord. They need churches that when they drive by, they see churches' doorways shaking at the voices of God's people praising the Lord. What your workplaces need is not more people nagging about the times, but your workplace needs people who are worshiping God in the midst of the times. Isaiah observed, all of their successes was just a nice cover-up over their wicked heart. Much like us today, we like to cover up our wicked heart with great and mighty things. What would they do? Where would they turn? Who would they turn to? King Uzziah has died. They have no leader, no future. Their nation will be in a total mess. And like any man of faith, Isaiah turned to the Lord for his help and comfort in the great hour of what looked like defeat, coming confusion, and unknown direction. Isaiah had an amazing experience with the Lord in one of the most picturesque worship services. Though the throne on earth was empty, the throne in heaven, the only one that mattered was occupied. Amen? Though the throne of the nation of Judah was empty, the only throne that mattered was occupied and God was on that throne. It was not some mere man who is uh, has a sinful heart and unclean lips. As you read in Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 through 4, it tells us in that year that King Uzziah died, something amazing happened in Isaiah's life. God began to work in Isaiah and he, he, he caused Isaiah to do one thing. And that's our first observation in your worship, God. And you're around, that's the easiest outline I've ever done. Uh, seriously. 
I mean, it's the easiest airline I've ever put together. I sent it to Lynn. I said, it's the easiest one. It's the easiest one to remember. And the first observation, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, when it looked as though Isaiah was confused and there was unrest in the country and unrest in the future of what's about to take place, God led Isaiah to look up. He led him to look up. Observation number one, look up. Guess what observation number two is? You right, you right, look up. Guess what observation number three is? Look up. That's it. Go ahead and fill it out. Hi, just went right on in. That way you pay attention for the rest of the time. Just look up. Look up and worship when there's confusion. Look up and worship when there is unrest. Isaiah was a man of faith. And he looked out in the world and saw confusion. He saw lack of comfort. He saw what looked like defeat, unknown direction. And God caused Isaiah to look up. God lifted his eyes up to him. It says in here, in the year of King Uzziah, I look, look what happened. I saw the Lord where? Seated on a high and lofty throne. God was not level with Isaiah. He had to look up to God, look up to the Lord. Listen, there is a reason why God is on his throne. There is a reason why he is high and lifted up. He is a high and lofty throne. Why? Because only God can look down. You and I are designed. God has made you and designed you to look up to him. That's why he's not level with us. He is high lifted up, high on a lofty throne. Why? So you have to look up to him. God's wired you that way. He's wired you in such a way that you've got to look up to him. Look up when there's confusion in your life. Look up when there's unrest in your heart. Look up when there's a lack of direction going on. You don't know where to go, where to turn. What do I do next? Look up. Look up to him and Isaiah did they? Isaiah looked up. God lifted his eyes. And what happened when Isaiah looked up? What happened when Isaiah looked up? He saw God. High and lifted up. It says seated on a high and lofty throne. What happened when Isaiah looked up in the midst of confusion and unrest? He looked up. And Isaiah realized that though there was unrest and confusion here on earth, there was perfect peace in heaven. That although there was confusion and unrest in the nation of Judah, he had no idea what was going to happen next. He looked up to the Lord, saw God seated on a throne, high lofty throne, man. You couldn't even reach this throne. He's high, he's out of our reach. So we look up. And what happened? He looked up. And although there was unrest on earth, God reminded him that there is perfect peace in heaven. Aren't you thankful for that? And although there's unrest on this earth, you look up to God, look up to Him, and there was nothing but perfect peace. Don't you need that? Who in here needs that? Oh, I do. Man, what a great reminder it is for you and I when you're in that valley moment, God has designed it to where His throne is high and lofty, so you have to look up to Him. And when you look up to Him and there's unrest around you, you know there is perfect peace in heaven. There's no unrest. There's no confusion. 
There's no downtrodden harms. There's no stress. There's no anxiety attacks. There's none of those things. There's nothing but perfect peace in heaven. So listen to me. There's no unrest in heaven. Why? Because the throne is occupied there. A man is in charge. God is in charge. There is unrest on earth because the throne was empty at the moment. Isaiah writes this. But he looks up to heaven and God's occupying the throne of heaven. There's no unrest. Nothing but peace there. Listen to me when I say this. When you feel unrest. In your heart, confusion, unknown direction, burden for your family or nation, the weightiness of situations that are happening in your life. Dear brother, dear sister, say it with me. Look up! Look up! And you'll find out there's perfect peace. There's no confusion in heaven. Why? God's in charge. He's in charge. And where God's in charge, there's what? Perfect peace, isn't it? So what does that remind Isaiah? In the midst of this confusion, as long as I look up to God, there will be perfect peace in my life. Don't you need that? Don't you desire that? I pray you'll look up. The psalmist says, as I read uh, just a moment ago, Psalms chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, though the enemies are many. Boy, there's people in here. I know your story. I know what you're going through. I know what you're dealing with. You've told me. I'm praying with you. I'm, I'm going to celebrate with you when all of that passes. And it looks like many enemies are coming over you. You're in the valley and you look up and you see nothing but hills. And these hills are only hiding the enemies even more. And there is unrest in your heart. There is an unsettledness going on. And you're ready to throw your hands up, throw in the towel and say, I give up. Please know this. Though they are many and it seems as though there is no hope for you, but you, oh Lord. But you, oh Lord. Here's the difference. They don't know you like I know you. Though the mountains and the hills are surrounding me and the enemies are hiding in those hills, <coughs> you, oh Lord, are the lifter of my hand. I would encourage you when there is confusion and unrest in your life, look up. Look up to the Lord. He's seated on a high lofty throne. It's occupied. It will always be occupied. And in heaven there is no unrest or confusion. Everything is happening just as, as it's supposed to happen. Observation number one. Say it with me. Look up. Just look up. That's all you got to do. Look up. <coughs> Observation number two. You want to join me? Look up. Just look up. Look up when you feel defeated. As you know, the nation of Judah, uh, Isaiah realizes when, that, when there's not a leader in charge, when the throne is empty, it's a perfect opportunity for enemies to come upon you, to come and defeat you. There's a reason why in, in warfare they go after who? The man at the top. They go after the leader because they know if we can take the leader out, there will be chaos and some unrest, lack of direction. 
That's why God, is, as uh, the devil, is attacking you. Because they, he knows if I can get them down, there'll be confusion even more so around them. Dear brother, look up. Look up to the Lord. And Isaiah, as he looks up, when he feels defeated, he looked around, felt the defeated. He could see defeated in the eyes of people. At the time, sin was rampant. Evil was growing. It seemed as though darkness was closing in. But what did God lead Isaiah to do? He led him to look up and worship the Holy One. Why? Because the God we worship has never been defeated. And the God we worship will never be defeated. Oftentimes, Isaiah refers to him in verse 3, and the one called to the other, holy, 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 is the what? The Lord of armies. He's the Lord of armies. Oftentimes, Isaiah refers to God as the Lord of armies or the Lord of hosts, using 65 times referring to God. Why? He is the God of holy warfare. He opposes sin and defeats the enemies. This is why we look up and praise him, when the day is dark, lift your eyes to heaven and see Christ on the throne. When the day is dark, look up. When you seem defeated, look up. And know the one I look to, the one occupying the throne, he's the Lord of armies. There is no army greater than him. There is no army more powerful than him. There is no colonel or anybody in charge that is greater than him. He is the one seated on the throne. He is the one in charge. He is the one that will defeat the enemies in your life. He's never been defeated. He'll never be defeated. Look up! Look up! And I talk to people all the time. They just have a defeated look. Just defeated. You, you have put one foot in front of the other. And man, you, you just, you're trying your best one foot in front of the other. You, you, you're going to church. You, you're reading the scriptures. You're praying. You, you feel like you're doing everything, but yet you, you just still feel defeated. The things are still coming upon you, and you're just you, you're starting to slump over a little bit, wanting to give up and give out. And, and man, you got a defeated look on your face. I would encourage you to look up. Look up to Him. When you do that, it will tend to take your eyes off of what is causing you to feel defeated. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, it says. Look full in his wonderful face. What happens? And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his wonderful grace. Look up! You'll see the Lord. Look up! You'll see the man in charge. Look up! You'll see the Lord of armies that has the greatest of weapons. Here's what you do. You get up tomorrow, you put on the full armor of God, and you walk about your day and say, today is going to be a great day because God's in charge today. He's in charge. The Lord of armies is in charge. I've got, uh, I've got all my armor on today. And I'm ready for the day. Who can come against me when God is for me? Nothing. Look up. Look up to him. Join me. And observation number three. Look up. That was easy, wasn't it? Took me all week to come up with that. Not really. But. Look up. 
oftentimes you and I, the reason why we feel defeated or confused or a sense of unrest in our life is because life has not gone the way we planned it to go. Oftentimes, when I meet with folks and I talk with them, and, and uh, what a blessing that always is, they share with me the unrest in their heart, the confusion, the, the just the, the what's going to happen attitude. I don't know what's going to, what are we going to do? This has happened, that's happened, the waters are overcoming me. My boat is starting to break apart. And I will ask them, I'm, I'm willing to bet this is not the way you planned it, is it? Oh, no, 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 I, I didn't plan it this way. That's not the way I planned it. But look, not only do we need worship the Lord when there's confusion and unrest, and worship the Lord, look up and worship Him when we feel defeated, we also need to look up and worship Him when His plan plays out in our life, and it's not what we thought it would be. There's things happening in your life I wish I could explain, but I'll never be able to. There's things that happen in your life you'll never understand. I'll never understand this side of heaven. Now, let me tell you this. God has never asked you to understand his plans. Ever. What can a mere sinner, wretched person, how in the world are you expected to understand a holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts? You can't. God has never asked you or called you or commanded you to understand his ways. But what he has asked you to do is simply to trust in them. Trust in them. God, I don't know what you're doing. I'm just going to look at Lord, I don't trust in you. I don't understand this. God, you know, this is causing me so much pain in my life. God, I'm going to keep looking up to you. Lord, I don't want to put so much attention. I don't want to give so much attention to these issues when I'm going to look up. Lord, I made a mess. My, my decisions that I've made, I've made a mess. Let me give you an example. I, I'm not saying this. Well, I know it's not. This is not a perfect example. Please hear me when I say that. This is a flawed example. But oftentimes, your plan is different than God's plan. And God's plan is different than your plan. And can I tell you this? That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because the Bible teaches that everything God does is perfect. Perfect. I don't know why you lost the loved one, but it's perfect. I cannot, I, I wish I could explain that away to you to where you would walk away and go, well, amen. I can't do that. But I know everything God does is good part because he's good. Your plan, now remember, this is a flawed example, okay? But just humor me for a minute or five. If you know it. Your plan, this is the beginning of life. Your plan, my plan, just for example, the drums over there is heaven. Like I said, a flawed example. Humor me for just a minute. The drums are heaven. It's where you want to go. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Our plan is this. Well, there's heaven. Straight lines, quick as one from A to B. That's the way I'm going to go. Flat land, flat ground, no no blood, nothing way to fall down, no way, no way to trip up. I'm going to do that. Your plan, my plan is this right here. Well, let's go ahead. Here's what. You know, just wave people away. Hey, how y'all doing? And your plan requires what? No outside help from anybody. 
Your plan requires no strength from the outside, uh, no, no uh, need for calling upon anybody else to help you. Your, your plan has no need for God, no need for anybody else, no need for the scriptures, no need for church, no need for anything. Your plan is just simply out going to go from there to here, and it's just going to be great. I don't need anybody. And once you get here, your plan will go, look what I did. Wow. I must be really smart. Look what I did. If that were the case, we wouldn't even be here, would we? There'd be no need for church, no need for the Lord, no need for the scriptures for us to look up. Can I tell you this? As much as you would like that to happen, brother, sister, if I could put it in love for terms, it ain't happening. It's just not. It's not going to happen. That's your plan. God's plan is much different for you. God's plan is not for you. That may be. God's plan may be for you to go from point A to point B with no problem, no issue, no stumbling, nothing. I just don't see that. You know why? Because that plan that you have has no need for God. Zero. Why? All you've got to do is get from point A to point B. There's no issue surrounding you. That's not God's plan. Your plan is that. God's plan is you start here, and man, God leads you up here, and you're, you're walking, and man, you're just climbing mountains, and you're coming up here, and, and you're wondering, how in the world did I get here? And so you turn around, and you go different places, then you find yourself lost in the world. You have no idea where you are. You go through the rough waters, you know. Then you come around, you're, you're wandering through the wilderness, you find yourself on top of the mountain, you stumble and fall, you have to climb down out of mountains, you have no clue how you got here, and now all of a sudden you start understanding, man, God's plan's hard, this is rough, I need to trust in Him, I need to start looking up to Him, I don't understand, there's unrest, there's confusion, I have no idea what's happening. And then you begin to look up to God, and God begins to remind you, all of that confusion, there's no confusion with me. And you start looking up. And as you begin to near the end of your life, in your weary body, your weary soul, and you get towards the end, and man, you're just worn out. And some of you are already there. You're just worn, slap out. I think this way God designed it for us to look up. Say, Lord, oh Lord, I'm so tired. But although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, I'll fear no evil. God, you're with me. You're comforting me. Lord, I'm tired. I'm worn out. But Lord, I'm going to keep looking up. I'm going to keep trusting in you. Lord, my body is weary. The pains of this life, the struggles. But Lord, I know the scriptures are true. And I'm just going to crawl my way to you. Lord, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll feel no evil. Your rod and your staff are with me. God, I look back and they've comforted me. Surely goodness and mercy was with me all the days of my life. And Lord, even now, Lord, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then you fall face first in the presence of God. You know what happens? Your weary soul. Your weary body, you get to look up to God. And He grabs your hand. And He helps you up. The pains of life are all over you. You have scraped your knees, you are bleeding. Life was hard. But it was at that moment you realized 
God was with you. When you were confused, you were lost in the darkness, you had rough waters, you climbed mountains, come down into the mountains, into the valleys, up and down. You looked to God that one last time. And you hear those words. As you are laying there with no more energy left, and God says, Well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. He said, God, I don't feel like I was faithful. Lord, I doubted you. I doubted you. Lord, when my mom died, or my child died, or cancer came upon me, or my, my teenager rebelled, and Lord, all these things, I lost my child, and I couldn't provide for my family. And Lord, those times where I just rebelled against you, and, 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 and Lord, I just, I turned my back on you. God says, well done. A good, faithful servant. Here's what you'll realize. The whole time, Thy rod and my staff, they were with me. And you'll realize in its fullness that you will enter into heaven not because of your own doing, but only because of Jesus. This morning I prayed, I said, Lord, I, in that song that says we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, I said, Lord, I don't, I don't deserve that. God, I don't deserve to dwell in your house forever. I don't. I don't. My life is full of heartache and sin, bad choices. I don't deserve to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But praise be to God. As the song we sang, though my sin, not in part, but the whole, all of my sin, that yesterday, today, and tomorrow was nailed to the cross. I bear them no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, all my soul. Listen to me. I need you to hear me when I say this. All people, at one point, you will look up to God. You will look up to him. Now, you can do that now. Trust in him. Or, when you go crawling up to heaven, and God comes to you, you will be forced and made to look up. And instead of hearing, well done, thy good and faithful servant, as you look up to God and beg him to let you in, the only time you've looked up to him. You beg him to let you in. God in his perfect and just ways will look at you and say, no. You have not looked up to me your whole life. You've depended on your finances. You've depended on your talents. You've depended on your family. You've depended on all that you have that I gave you. You never looked up to me once. When enemies came around you, you didn't look up to me. You looked up to substances. When the enemies came around you, you didn't look up to me. You looked up in anger. If you didn't look up to me then, you're not going to look up at me now. God will send it to you 
to an eternity separated from him where you'll never be able to look at him again. I'm begging you, look at him. If there is unrest in your heart and you have never looked up to God for salvation, I'm begging you, look up today. Look up right now. Because if you don't, at one point in your life, you will look up. And the end result will not be good. Let's pray. Father, Lord, you are good. I know that. I trust that. Lord, I pray. I know there's people in this room I trust crowd this size. There are people in here that have never looked up in salvation. Listen to me. With your head bowed and eyes closed. You're in here this morning. You say, Pastor Mike, that's me. That's me. You don't know me, but I need Jesus. I've never looked up to God. I've never looked up to Him in salvation. Would you do that? <clears throat> Listen, if you don't do it now, you will do it one day. There may be people in here, you've been mad at God for some time because of circumstances that have happened in your life. You've been mad at Him. And for whatever reason, God's allowed you to come here today for you to hear the sweet message of the gospel of who Christ is. To hear someone, this crazy preacher up here running around, to tell you to look up. And when you look up, you will not find a God that is after you. You will find a God that loves you and he loves you so much, he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that your greatest need and your sin can be forgiven. And that you'll trust in him all the days of your life and his goodness and mercy will follow you. You can say something like this, Lord. I've never looked up to you. Lord, I, I need to. Lord, my heart is full of unrest. Lord, I don't know where to turn. Lord, I don't know where to go, who to talk to. Lord, I have a mess in my life. You're the fixer. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my wrongdoing in my heart. And Lord, today for the first time, Lord, I want to look up to you for salvation. Save me today, Lord. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, I want to trust in you for the rest of my life. Lord, I want to know in my heart that thy rod and staff are with me, that you will comfort me during all the days of my life, every day, all day. Lord, save me today. Lord, I look up to you. Listen, if that's you, I'd love to pray with you. I'll be down front, Pastor John. I'd love to celebrate with you, walk with you through that. I pray you come with boldness to an altar. Maybe you're a believer in the room, you're a Christian. You know, you know, you know the Lord, you know that. But there's just been some unrest in your heart, some unsettledness, some confusion, things have happened you don't know where to turn to, what to do. 
and it seems like they've come, they've come on every side. I know that I've talked to many of you, and I told you I prayed for you. I get, I get your welcome cards every Sunday, and there's unrest on every card. I would encourage you to come and pray. And as you bow your head in prayer at this altar, spiritually, may you look up to the Lord. And just for that moment, there will be totally, total peace in your life. You have come in here this morning with a defeated heart, but you will leave here today knowing that He is the God of armies. And that in Him I will have perfect peace and perfect rest, and I know that. Do you need to come to pray? Do you need to just simply look up? Father, have your way. Just like the song says, all to Jesus, I surrender for it again. May we do that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.